0: right, folks, welcome on back to your favorite ghostly hostlies, Ray and myself. In that order, I believe, too, I'm told. We come back to you with another groovy, scary episode from the road or on the road, Ray. That's the true question. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's on the road. And uh, because I, I think that because... Today's episode is based off of, you know, Highway 66-6. Six, you know what I mean? Some crazy darkness. We don't even want to do the triple six in a row because we don't want to bring on energy. But uh, the Devil's Highway, you've seen about it in movies. You've heard about it in music. You've read about it in poetry and stories going all the way back um, t- to the beginning of Automobiles on Highways. <laughs> Devil's Highway, man. Route 666. Uh, Natural Born Killers jumps into my head with Robert Downey Jr., uh, right out there, right off the bat, R- Highway 666. Now, Ray, when did you? When did Highway 666 first ever come into your your spectrum of things? uh years ago. I don't remember the movie, but
1: uh, yeah, it came in through through a movie I was watching. And uh, yeah, I think I was I was streaming a movie. Several years back, I saw that and I said, oh, that looks good. It looks interesting.
0: Was the movie based on it or was it just like a little side note to the film? Because I've seen both. I've seen films that it was just based on it straight up. And then, you know, small little tidbits of the movie were based around the highway. Uh, I think it was just
1: placed out there because of the reputation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a tricky one. But all that artistic thing is based off of some real life stuff. We're about to pop open the lock and kick open for y'all right here. You know what I mean? There's many locations throughout the world that are considered to be one of the uh, scariest places on Earth. And uh, one of those biggest ones is, of course, Highway 666, the Devil's Highway. Highway. Uh, It's approximately 200 miles in length. and has many uh, individuals frightened to travel that thing, especially on like Friday the 13th and Halloween days. You know what I mean? For sure. While the U.S. officially renamed this haunted highway U.S. Route 491, which isn't as catchy, you know what I mean? In 2003, those that have traveled upon it live near it or have heard or directly experienced its horrors continue to refer to it as 666 which once something has that lore of the 666 tag to it, it's very hard to break that. But wouldn't you agree? Now, Not only in the public eye, but maybe even energy-wise, an aura around it. Would you agree?
1: Oh, I agree. I also say that there's a side of me that says stay away, and there's another side of me that says, oh, that'd be a great car trip.
0: Yeah. I, I'm surprised there isn't stories like the Bermuda Triangle. Maybe there is. We'll crack into some, but where people just gone missing. Straight cars vanished. I'm sure it is, you know what I mean? I happen to think it's tremors, like the movie, that's getting these <laughs> people out there in the desert. Um, there are many different ways to try to explain the, uh, this situation, how it occurs. You know, There's so much weird occurrences like this throughout the U.S., you know what I mean? Um, I mean, stuff like this goes right into the Mothman vibe, too, you know what I mean, where it's got that energy around it, and it's just kind of – it's troublesome, you know what I mean? It's something you know, I – Ray says he's down to go for the trip. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would – for, for the show, you know, if you guys out there gather up enough funds to send me and Ray out there, all expenses paid, tripped, and I'll take that hit for you guys, and we'll go out there and we'll, we'll enjoy uh, Highway 666 and get back to you on that. But uh until then I don't know if I'd go. It's kinda like uh if I didn't need to be there, I wouldn't do it. It's kinda like it's not as extreme as bungee jumping and my, my feelings on that where it's like, why why risk something you could die from? Like that there's a there's a, a you know, not not the best odds that you're gonna die from it, but there's a good chance that something could happen. And if you you believe in the rules of Murphy's law, then you might not wanna You might not want to go bungee jumping or anything like that, or skydiving. My dad went skydiving once and said it was the greatest thing he ever did. Um, And he wanted everybody else to go. And I wasn't having it because I don't know. I mean, anything could happen. And uh, I know you jump with people. And um, I don't, I feel like I'd be a person that would like pass out, you know what I mean, from this, the, the madness of the whole deal. Um, have you ever skydive, Ray? did some some that skydiving stuff. Uh, thought about it with some friends. Came very, very close. They all backed out and
1: they didn't go alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's definitely... Uh, and rays a spiritual man. So that's how, that's how intense that can be on you. Yeah. But yeah, you see videos. I see people just in roller coasters you know what I mean, where they drop the 100 feet or whatever in one of those, like, elevator-type deals, and they pass out because of the drop. They just can't handle. it. It's like, whoo! like every, their whole body's thrown off for so long, and it's just like it's not used to it, that it goes out. I'd be worried that I'd go out and not be able to come back. I'd be worried about coming back, like, 17 feet before we hit the ground, just long enough to feel it, you know what I mean? Give you something to remember the situation by a little bit, going into the next world. Now, that's kind of the people that believe in, um, you know, coming back, reincarnation. They, they, that, they get the quickest access that way because they become rocks and parts of the ground. They turn, they don't even, they're not even human in two seconds. It's, it's quite, quite a magical thing. You know what I mean? You know, now, those that know the terrors of this haunted place that we speak of today, which is Highway 666, uh, inappropriately uh, known as the Devil's Highway. Now, we, you know, Bridgewater Triangle is also known as the Devil's Triangle. I'm sure we're going to get into it a little deeper. But, uh, you know, I, you think this probably goes back some ancient times, you know what I mean? Uh, while it's true that there are many urban legends, rumors, and tall tales that are associated with the, this particular stretch of road, there are also many facts that relate to this road, such as the statistics on accidents and even deaths that happen. Those who have experienced complications while traveling on this road claim that the spirits that are lurking along it directly are responsible for the issues that they occurred. You know, now there's many stories of ghosts, hauntings, and spirits in general associated with this haunted highway. The stretch of the road is best known for evil spirits that are rumored to lurk on. So, like the, the lurk on thing, yeah, I'm assuming that would mean people that have passed and stay there, right?
1: Uh, spirits or entities being trapped there.
0: So to speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what, what that, now the first of the evil spirits that are said to be present, uh, present on the evil road are what many refer to as the hounds of hell, which you've heard about, you've heard that phrase. Uh, that's another heavy metal album that we put together. These are dog-like creatures that have supernatural bias. Uh, many claim that they are able to run as quickly as vehicles and are able to drive. My goodness, no, I'm misjoking. Uh, they're able to dr- go as fast as you can drive a vehicle. They purposely cause traffic accidents and attack people traveling along the road. I remember we did when we were doing our, uh, doing our Massachusetts stories, there was, a, there was something kind of like this I felt that would make people crash the people seen. It was only for a small chunk of time, if I remember correctly. But uh, in addition to this, there is a story uh, that is often referred to as Satan's sedan. Okay, coming from Sedan next next fall, it is believed that an evil entity that is spiritual in nature drives a dark, ominous sedan that actually charges vehicles and individuals traveling this haunted highway. So you got this, yeah, the Satan sedan. Which right off the bat, I don't know about that. That probably is somebody driving suicidically. They have a suicidal tendency, like the band. You know what I mean? What do you think? Uh, Right off the bat, when you heard that, what was your take on that?
1: I think it might be someone exploiting that uh, stretch of highway. Yeah. Getting into a car and scaring people. Or if they're just sick, uh, using that as an excuse to use a car to kill people drive them off the road leave them out there do some nasty things to them i think that to me the whole car thing the sedan thing sounds more like people embracing the evil and doing something
0: yeah you could have all types of like when i say when i think of that highway thing i don't know if you remember a couple years back there was a mother um who, like, drove her kids, she was in a caravan, drove her kids the wrong way on the highway, maybe, like, 10 years ago, maybe a little less, and um, she eventually went, she was going down, like, an exit the wrong way, and that's when, like, it collided with, like, a truck or something, and everybody passed away, unfortunately, but um, something like that, I mean, it was just something so berserk and crazy as, you know, a parent killing a kid is, like, some of the heaviest stuff of all time, and I was talking about this was somebody recently where like there was, we had a story recently close to us recently where uh, unfortunately a a four year old kid was buried in like a shallow grave at one of our like uh, little parks near us. And, you know, I was looking into that and just looking into that, I got so many articles came out about just, you know, popped up about mothers killing their kids. And it's like, I didn't realize how gigantic of a, Thing this was, you know what I mean. And I know that they go through like after the the, the, the postpartum depression type deal, which is awful. I feel bad for them, uh, but it's 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 a crazy thing for sure. And like, you know that I wonder what that you know that that mother they killed her kids in the caravan a few years back popped into my head immediately when I read was reading about this highway six 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 thing. you know it kind of makes you wonder all the crazy things that you might witness that is unexplainable, almost just pure evil, like evil took the wheel type deal, you know what I mean what that what that would what that plays into in this highway as well as other highways because a lot of foul stuffs happened, you know what I mean now, to get back to this story. Um, of the, the hounds of hell and uh, more so the Satan sedan is uh, the story we got an eyewitness uh, he said he's quoted as saying you know I wasn't sure where to share this experience it was a strange experience indeed but nothing I want to try to write a book about there you go there's a sign that he could be telling the truth beginning on April 20th uh, 420 big big day of this year I drove from Albuquerque New Mexico to Seattle Washington I drove on what I guess is at least uh, in part known as Highway 666 or the Devil's Highway. I haven't studied it in great detail, so I'm not sure what, exact, what the exact route is. I drove through Colorado, Utah, Idaho, Oregon, and into Washington. Uh, the drive was fine until I got to Cortez, Colorado, uh, which is, I know, the beginning of it from that Natural Born Killers film, the Oliver Stone Masterpiece. Uh, from there, all the way up to highway one ninety one highway six in Utah until Pravo, Utah, I felt a horrible sense of foreboding and a very heavy failing all over and on top of me in my car that's pretty you know that's pretty heavy for lack of a different word. Uh, I, I think me and Ray have both can say that even not take investigations out of this out of the equation we've both been in situations where you can kind of you, you go into a place the energy's off. You know what I mean? Like there's definitely different energy in certain places and it, you know what I mean? Auras, like the vibe, we catch the vibe. Um, so like, I definitely feel this dude catching that vibe and that vibe could just come from, you know, to kind of go human mind conjuring a little bit, you know, people thinking that it's the devil's place, you know what I mean? Like even throwing that superstition on it in a way, Given creating that negative energy, I think that's probably possible with this too. And that could be the energy that he felt. Uh, To continue what he was saying. I never saw anything weird, but I felt horrified that whole stretch. I was having panic attacks uh, quite often along that highway. I heard on 420, a lot of people have panic attacks. I was constantly afraid that someone wanted to kill me. Uh, Then to make things worse, I started having thoughts uh, that I was going insane in the membrane because i was so scared uh, i kept having visions of people running me off the road into the canyons i spent a night at a motel in green river utah and did not feel well either all of this creepy failing didn't go away until i got to about provo utah ah, ah, utah when it gradually subsided and by the time i got to idaho it was gone maybe it's afraid of the potatoes you know what i mean Uh, He goes on to say, as I mentioned, I never saw anything weird or supernatural, but I have driven a lot in my life, and I never had anything like that happen before. Was it a supernatural occurrence? You don't know. He's not going to make any claims either way, but he will say he ain't never dealt with that before, and uh, he can't explain it. You know what I mean? Now, there's many different stories associated with Highway 666, like we said before. Most individuals associate the evil spirits with this road, but there are other stories surrounding this spectacular and vast haunted highway. Many claim the spirit of a girl wanders the highway, while others claim that there is a phantom semi-truck that attacks travelers, travelers aggressively. Yeah, I mean that kind of that's some creepy stuff. You would assume, you know, the girl wandering the highway, you know, that's kind of a scary deal where I almost think of maybe, uh, a a kid that was, uh, maybe somebody, there was a a traffic accident and the kid was wandering around too close to the street. Maybe somebody maybe passed away, not via that, maybe like heart attack or something. And, you know, after a while she kind of got out and wandered the street and got clipped. I kind of get the feel of her being clipped, but I guess it could really be anything. And, uh, the semi-truck thing kind of makes sense because, you know, big, long stretches of desert, you get the mirage vibe. You almost have that thing with like the pilots when they, 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 they've been flying for so long, just looking at the horizon that like, they get all discombobulated and crash into the ocean. You know, there was a that thought that that could be a big thing within you know, the Alaskan and the Bermuda triangle type deals. So you know, the semi truck drivers and they drive for fucking 48 hours at a time with no sleep because they got to be at certain places by certain times. So, like, big that, that uh, if we had the statistics in front of us of how many truck drivers die a year, it'd probably be pretty horrifying. You know what I mean? So, uh, I definitely would be- get down with thinking that for sure you'd be seeing some of that. I'd be surprised if there wasn't any ghost trucks floating around. You know, then they got stories of skinwalkers as told by the Native Americans, which right there can kind of, the spiritual thing, you know, the Native Americans were there before the highways were there. So it's probably a land thing. You know what I mean? Something's up with that land that the highways are on or maybe some ley line situation. Regardless, uh, the highway is considered to be one of the scariest places in the U.S. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I agree with that completely. So, We got a little more details on these semi trucks and stuff, and you know, a few a few of the things here. So we get the hell. We started with hellhounds, so we'll try and get a little bit deeper into the hellhounds. Off the top, skinwalkers. Like I said last week, we said skinwalkers. They're not the only concern. Uh, The hellhounds. They're allegedly patrol remote regions of the road, often in packs. You don't want to get chased down by a pack of hellhounds. Um, No way. No way, I wouldn't want them. They're a lot worse than regular hounds, and regular hounds could do some damage. Witnesses have claimed that the hellhounds have kept pace with their vehicles. Like we said before, when they were traveling in it uh, at speeds that were crazy, uh, legend has it the supernatural beasts have the ability to shred tires uh, with either their teeth or sharp claws, or even entering moving vehicles and maul the driver and or passengers. Now, that's a pretty horrifying deal, too. That makes it a little more scary for me, because um, you don't. You, you know, it's bad enough when you're cruising down the highway and you got one of you got you see these things chasing after you. It's another thing when you know they can hop in your vehicle with you and shred you up. Uh, and even if they're not shredding you up, just kind of you know messing with you. You know, we did a movie called Insomniac, which you guys can go see on the BoomBastic Media YouTube page right now for free. Uh, and in that, there's a scene where there's a gentleman who can't sleep who who wakes up and is kind of shooken up by something in a car, and it, it causes an issue for him. So, like, I definitely feel like that could be a real deal thing. You know what I mean? For sure. And uh, I think we've talked before, uh, maybe even Mothmany, about this, where, like, it would, if, if something wanted to take you out of the picture... Because it it was a you were a threat to it because you've seen it or whatever, <laughs> just like regular uh, people in crime, um, then it's you know it'd be very part pop- like we the trance thing that all, pops in my head where um, people would like drive through red lights and get and get smashed and that'd be the end of the road. Like we remember I remember us in, uh, talking about? Imagine if you know it seen something in the rearview mirror and they 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 kind of locked eyes for a bit and by the time it realized you know the whole deal with the supernatural is like two seconds could really be, you know, five minutes. So who's to say that it doesn't kind of stun you and you just drive out into an oncoming truck, Mack truck, that it already maybe knew was going to be there, you know what I mean, and just annihilated you. And then you go out looking like an accident, but it it kind of puppet mastered you into that situation. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And when it says it's slicing up tires and stuff with claws – you don't want to look out the rearview mirror and see that thing slashing away with claws. That's going to make you hightail it to 300,000 miles an hour and to the point where the or you fly in the trees. You do acrobatic jumps. You get, you're get going so fast, you take flight like an airplane. Um, yeah. I, what, what would you do? What would you do? Well, raise a, a spiritually very strong man who would probably, if he's seen something like that, he'd probably give it the eyeball and it would be like, Arr! Given the old hurt dog, giving the old hurt dog. What do you think about that? If you were encountering a situation like that, how would you deal with that?
1: If you're talking about hellhounds, you're talking about one of two things, in my opinion. One would be in that area, there's a portal. Yeah. And something from a darker world is coming through. That's how it's manifesting. So you're dealing with an open portal and you're dealing with beings from another dimension or some darker realm so the best thing to do is try and escape it while you're doing so if you do have some prayers for protection or deliverance or prayers to uh push something back then while you're trying to get away that's the time to say them
0: in the sense of reincarnation, if there was somebody so bad, do you think that there would be something almost where you're, you're 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 reincarnated as this miserable hellhound? I assume when I hear hellhound, I I don't assume whenever I hear hell in anything, I don't assume it to be ev- like it's bad, but like 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 not like getting maybe getting pleasure off of it. But I don't think it, like I bet it's in pain. Like I assume it to be tortured. You know, it's kind of like when people. We'll take that claim of like, oh, I'd go to hell and I'd be a part of, you know, the devil's army. That's not me speaking. That's what I've I've heard. And then it's just like, well, and they think it's going to be all cool in the gang. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to be buddies type deal where I don't I don't think it would ever be that. I think, yeah, you would be like a servant, but I think it would be like it would be like pain all the, all the time. You know, like, think of the word, think of, think of what, if you had, if you broke, both your feet were broken, but you had to walk around on it, but you, and you weren't, you weren't, you weren't able to stop. You had the ability to continue going and you had to continue, but you felt every little bit of that pain. Like, that's kind of what I I get the vibe of like the hell that we speak of, you know what I mean? When we talk about, you know, a torturous place, I know a lot of people don't subscribe to it, but like when we talk about a torturous place, the hell in my head, you know, is that if it was a physical place, it was to be a physical place. I think it's more of a mental place. But if it was to be a physical place, I think it would be it would be like that. It would be the pain deal. You know, the same way they say that in hell, everybody's on fire, but they don't die, but they're just burning constantly. You know what I mean? Well,
1: I think that uh, if you take a look, there's a lot of ancient cultures where hellhounds show up. Yeah. Are
0: they protectors? It, are they like
1: protectors of the, of the, the hellish gates? Uh, some are. Others are unleashed by what's on the other side of those gates onto people. Right. Kind of like a punishment. So hellhounds has shown up uh, countless times over the centuries. It jumps culture to culture. The story's modified a little bit. But even if you go two, 3,000 years back, you do have hellhounds.
0: Kind of sounds like a black cloud a little bit. Like if somebody throws a curse on you, they can say, oh, they sent the hellhounds after you type deal.
1: It could be that. Uh, another interpretation could be that, you know, these hellhounds are, let's say, they're lesser demons
0: yeah. sent out to people. I was catching that vibe a little bit, too. You know, with like that reincarnation deal. Yeah, it's no, no, de- no, no, no bueno. You don't want to be a hellhound. But you've got got another thing there, too. I mean, people
1: see it as hellhounds, but that could also be the manifestation of the way a a skinwalker decides to manifest. That's true, because they do have that same look. Um, So it's kind of this hellish animal, wolf or hound-like, trying to track you down, and it can do these things to your car or keep up with it, because it's a skinwalker, and they're not bound
0: by all the physical limits that we have. Yeah. That would make... A hound... Like you said, we're going back some really long time ago. Like uh, a skinwalker would, they would they would probably call it a, a dog. You know what I mean? Realistically, if someone was to see it, to go back to the time when people don't really, they didn't have words for certain things. They just see, know what they seen, so they tried to equate it to the closest thing that they could comprehend. Type deal. But if you're talking about an area that
1: the natives avoided, and they there were skinwalkers there. Yeah. Uh, then, yeah, you're going back to kind of like the portal. Something opened up there, some sort of portal that lets uh, evil through, lets these creatures through. Uh, If you're talking about the phantom truck and the girl on the highway, well, to me, they're more like an energy imprint.
0: We'll get into that. Yeah, I got them coming up. Next, we'll we'll do the haunted truck. You know what I mean? I got some stuff on that. Um, this vehicle, uh, the vehicles themselves are also highly susceptible to the horrors that are traveling this route. Mechanical failures are a common phenomenon. Overheating, breakdowns, or even flat tires are all fault of the curse given to the lonely stretch of road. Now, I know that some people speculate the town mechanic uh, is really uh, behind <laughs> all this. They pulled the Scooby-Doo mask off of it. It was a town mechanic. You know what I mean? Uh, But such things have been known to occur. But on Highway Triple Six, it's the Hauntai Semi truck that uh, deliberately attempts to collide with motorists and run them off the road. There are reports of numerous near misses. Now, you could also have uh, uh, someone who liked to partake in spirits of the liquid kind. That might need an excuse for why they messed up the car. Oh well, you know, last Saturday night, though, no, Yeah, you know, I was over there, and all of a sudden, uh, they'd, they'd, have, they'd be more worried about telling their wife how they banged up the car than the cop when he shows up to wonder what's going on. It's a crazy deal. Uh, now the girl in the white dress. You know, uh, did you want to say anything else about the 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 ghost the ghost trucks? before we moved on. I know you started to say something, I think.
1: Well, the ghost truck, it could actually be a trucker and that's how he's manifesting. Or again, it could be an evil force that um, coming through that's using that imagery, projecting that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people think that everything that comes through that's not of good or that's evil has to be this classic looking thing like a devil with horns or, for instance, a hellhound. Uh, evil will manipulate your mind and it will manipulate the world in ways that best reach you the best scare you. So if there are trucks to go down up and down there, these forces that uh, are coming through from another dimension or another place uh, they 're going to use what they can and they can use they can use that image of a semi to try and scare you right off that road and who knows maybe afterwards uh, if you do die, they collect your soul.
0: Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it, when I think of it, I think of a, yeah, definitely a truck driver that crashed or something. Maybe he was a guy that was really negative in life and maybe did things like this. You know what I mean? And he created that energy around him. Um, And then when he was gone, uh, maybe, you know, that could just be, it could just be a dude that had, you know, had a breaking point and just did it once. And committed suicide that way, and now he just relives it, you know, and t- re- redoes it all over again. You know what I mean? But it could be. I, th- I get the vibe of either those two things kind of working with it. Did we have a noise over there? Did somebody communicate? Yeah, with- yeah, we had a noise over here. So I wonder if I was right when I uh, when I made that accusation. There you go. Uh, now I was. I was, also
1: there, th- I, I was also thinking that if you like, if you take your. You're what you just said about a truck driver, yeah. whether it's something you used to like to do, it a committed suicide. Right. If this highway goes across a land that the natives would not even want to go into, it said that they were skinwalkers, and there's all of that energy there.
0: Yeah.
1: This troubled or evil person it could be either one. Can draw on that energy to manifest that truck. And so that they've got an energy source to put out that image, to do that, to drive other people. And yeah, quite often uh evil or sometimes just troubled people, they try and draw more people into their fate and in- to what happened to them. They're not going to want to be the only one dead. If it's evil, they're going to try and draw more people into death and possibly entrap them in that same place because they just feed more off that life energy, that life source.
0: Yeah. I mean a lot of people like myself and I think even you believe that you know depression is just like an attachment almost you know what I mean we it's a bun- almost like a a piling on of all the you know being attacked by a negative a negative energy you know what I mean and you get so much on it that you just get down real fucking down in that hole and uh, that's why it's so hard to kind of get up because there's so many things pulling you down to break break free from and uh, so I think that, yeah, those ne- that negative energy is right there with them. And it's probably just like the way we always talk about portals and things lining up. It was probably a matter of this dude's, this dude's demons entering a field of other like-minded, just as evil, just as many number of them demons. And they really got them. And then, uh, you know, they did what they did. Didn't quite make it uh, the full. Re- that shipment of bananas never made it to stop and shop, if you know what I mean. Uh, horrifying stuff, <laughs> horrifying stuff, rest in peace to the bananas and the truck driver. now, next up is the girl in the white dress, which the girl in the white dress, the woman in the white dress, you know, the ghostly dress this is kind of a very famous thing that you 'll hear, as well as kind of the whole the gimmick to it a little bit um, and what i what I mean by that is you know drive people will be driving along, and the driver will notice a young woman in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night and uh once the driver stops to uh, offer his assistance to the person to that girl the girl would vanish into thin air you know that's a very common thing we have the hitchhiker of the bridgewater triangle you know what i mean who's the same type vibe you know you always hear stories of of, of you know little old ladies or what you know teenagers whatever it is and you you know you give them a ride and they're in your car one second you turn around they're not there um kind of creepy stuff. You know what I mean? But this is one of those age old ones. And what's your take from this from uh, right off the, right off the bat?
1: Uh, it could be someone who passed on there. That's how they, again, that's how they're manifesting. Uh, also being a place where a lot has happened, uh, potential portal or energy source. They now have the energy to be able to manifest. It's, It's the whole energy thing. They can draw on that and they can, uh, Manifest could be a little girl who died, or it could be something that's trying to trap you. Since uh, most people feel bad about or sorry for kids,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, if you see a kid by the side of the road, that the I don't know, most parents' their instinct is like, "Oh, they're all alone. Is there anything wrong? Let's stop and hurt and help them." Right. So it could be could be something trying to lure them in, getting people to stop, so it can take those people into that particular area, into that void or energy.
0: Yeah, I also also got a feel for, like, uh, maybe a a girl, you know, like we were just talking about how, like, these mothers have been doing some crazy things. And I'm sure it just isn't – they didn't just start doing crazy things, you know, this could have been a situation where maybe a mother abandoned a kid in the desert because we're talking about a big stretch of desert here. And then maybe the whole day, it wandered the desert and passed away, unfortunately. And maybe the reason why it waits for assistance is because it kind of wants that it lo- it's looking for help. You know what I mean? That it never got in life. Cause you hear stuff like that, where you'll there'll be a a story where you know there was the guy that was in a hurry to get to the, the hospital to see his wife, and he he wasn't he he ran across the street not looking and got hit. So now for forever there's stories of how you see this guy waiting on the road, you pick him up, he tells you, I got to go to the hospital to see my wife. I thank you for, for help giving me this ride. You go, no problem. You look at, he's not there anymore. You know, you hear stuff like that. I think this kind of might be along those lines a little bit. What do you think? Yeah.
1: No, I think so. That, that, that makes sense. It could be the child looking for his mother child, looking for help. Um, And it's, it's kind of trapped there searching that, and until it finds what it's looking for, it's going to be trapped there and keep searching forever.
0: Yeah. I think I, I, I take that more over the, the negative energy aspect of it because he doesn't, it doesn't really want anything from the person unless it kind of attaches itself and they go off and have bad luck or something that I can see. Yeah. But for something where you just kind of help her and then she kind of finds peace with the situation almost, I think that one might be, you know what I mean? It'd be a little more, that was a, a fluffy, happy ending on Mostly Ghostly. That's nice to get one of them. You know what I mean? Um, and to play in that a little bit, you know, we got the strange disappearances that happen in there, which she could have fell into that, too. Um, you know, the drivers themselves disappear into thin air. Occur- occasionally, you know, personal property or part of the vehicle are found along route the route. Uh, other drivers are more fortunate. Uh, While there are claims of some drivers disappearing en route, they have no recollection of how or why they got to their destination. So that kind of goes into that thing we've talked about a million times on the show, too, where, you know, you're going somewhere that takes three hours to get to it. You get there, you look at your watch, it's been an hour, you go, what's going on here? You know, it's like time slips. So you think this could be a ley line situation? I don't know. It sounds a lot like it. Yeah.
1: Sounds like there's an energy along there and uh don't know what that energy is doing, what it feeds or what may be able to feed off it or what it disrupts even. Sometimes energy isn't negative, it just disrupts uh or affects sensitive people. Can disrupt time.
0: Yeah. And if we're to go into the energy thing, if we're, I mean, if we were to be in, in the desert where there's really the only energy, electricity-wise, energy would be maybe the poles going down the highway. So you have this gigantic open space that could have history with Native Americans uh, and, neg- and the negative energy that they were worried about. And now you have this line, this 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 this, this takeoff ramp, you know what I mean? There's this, this, this runway that we created of energy, like a power source, almost creating a portal. Do you think that that's possible?
1: Oh, definitely. uh, We we create them and we don't even realize it. You take the the energy imprint that would be there from just uh, the highway is old enough. All the labor and the work that went into it. And then, like you said, if you put something like um, power lines running through there or power poles of any sort, then you're just feeding that area and you're really creating a perfect vehicle for energy and other entities to manifest.
0: Yeah. You know, the lateness in these instances instances that they talk about can be from anywhere from several minutes to, in some cases, even days, which is crazy. I'm guessing that's for a big old hike. Um, drivers believe their journey is taken longer than expected, especially when compared to uh, similar trips that have taken other times by other people, you know. And I mean like you said, that's kind of one of the either somebody's fibbing or there's really kind of no explanation for that. There's a lot of maybe it was holiday traffic, you know what I mean uh catching up rush hours um but it's very tricky, you know, and the whole deal with that name change is weird you know yeah, a couple of them the route was over six hundred miles long at one point that's, so they've cut it down they've cut it down a bit, damn six hundred that's a this is so the yeah. So this was all one big runway. This is probably one of the first uh, first straightaways of, of, of civilization almost in, in that direction of get moving from one place to another. You know, they were doing this on horseback, probably at one point. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's a hefty thing. In 1992 it was renamed the U.S. i-91, and in 2003, uh, a segment was renamed U.S. Route 491. You know what I mean? That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely uh, some crazy shit going down with that. But you can't – it's very interesting. I, I'm, I'm vibing with the ley line deals. I definitely think there's some, like, ley line deals. And, you know, where where it starts and ends, it's totally paved. You know, and it's a lot of pavement. Uh, spans three states, Utah, Colorado, Colorado New Mexico, and Arizona. It's 200 miles long, like we said before, but originally 600 miles long. So I bet that other uh, 400 miles probably still got that energy to it, even though it's not, not called it anymore. You know what I mean? Just going to change the name doesn't mean you change anything else.
1: Well, as far as changing the name goes, I can think of one of two things. One is that you started to have too many tourists and too many crazy people out there doing stuff that uh, maybe the states didn't like. It's kind of we got to change it. We'll change the name. Maybe they won't realize it's this highway, and they'll, you know, stop coming out here. And uh, the other thing is that, uh, and you take something like Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Yeah, Nevada. The government
1: has 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 helped investigate that. They funded things. Um, they closed people off. Don't let people in there. And the government could could have turned around and said, "Hey, listen, there's something here." Change the name. Keep people out of here. We know what it is. We don't want them in there. We'll check it out our way in in secret. Yeah. Just like Skinwalker Ranch.
0: Yeah. No, I'm with that. Where's um, uh, what do you call it? Death Valley? Is that Nevada? I think that's California. California. Okay. Yeah. Another area that's supposedly uh, haunted, you know, got that aura around it. And you have parts unknown where the Ultimate Warrior is from as well. It's all relative, but yeah. But that Satan sedan, you know, if if you were to go with one of the, if you would have to pick your least favorite of all these things, well, not even least favorite, just least, least believable, if you will. uh, You got the Sedan, you got Hellhounds, you got the semi-trucks, you got Ghost Girl, you know what I mean? Disappearances we will leave out of it because we know that happens even if it ain't an evil spirit, it's evil people out there, so we know that there's definitely some disappearances going down on that road, especially lunatics that would think that, you know, them sacrificing some innocent blood on the soil of that highway would give them all powers or something. Um, But yeah, I you know Hellhounds is a little played out for me. I believe in it, but I, it's a little played out for me. I liked, um, you know, the sedan one was. It, you seen it in movies a bunch of times. You know, and you've seen all these in movies a bunch of times. That's where you kind of the line line blurs a little bit. Where you got to go, how much of this is Hollywood? Just when they when they call it Highway Triple Six, you know that that is it, it's Hollywood from the get go. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's kind of got that aura from the gecko, but we know we've, as we've talked about before, just because it's Hollywoodized, you know, that's even more reason why it could be something behind the scenes or originally from a bad place, so to speak, you know?
1: No, uh, I, I, yeah. The thing is, if you had a legitimate story, it makes its way to Hollywood. Right. They blow it up and make it, make it into entertainment. They add a lot to it. So someone could have gone miss, not missing, but let's let's say died on it or seen something. Then it's kind of blown blown up uh, and made into a good movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I
1: don't. I, as far as me, the sedan thing, eh, questionable. Hellhounds, I agree. It's been played a lot. I'd probably say the hellhounds are closer to uh, skinwalkers. Yeah, and the one thing I would not want to run into
0: it would be some skinwalkers. That's for sure. Yeah, you get your Haunted Semi-Trucks It's very dual, framed by others. I think Steven Spielberg's first film has that vibe to it. You have Maximum Overdrive, which is uh, Stephen Stephen King's first directorial debut. And then you had Duel was Spielberg's, I think, first directorial debut. Uh, Both directorial debuts by people with the name Steven about trucks that go out of control. That's an interesting fact I never put together. Um, maybe there's something to be said about that. Maybe that's a weird little tie-in that we should investigate one day. Um, the girl in the yellow dress, you know, you see that a lot. That's kind of one of those things. Um, also, there's a movie called um, Nightmares, which is really cool, that has a segment with Lance Henriksen, and it kind of dives into the whole uh, – there's a truck truck uh, with tinted out windows that tries to kill him, and he's a priest. So I, that's definitely – Got that highway triple six all over it type deal. Natural born killers got it in there. Um, are you a, are you a fan of natural born killers with the, with all that Native American stuff in it? I think you would get down with that flick. It's a masterpiece. I love that movie. <laughs> well, I know it sounds harsh, and it's the material, the content's very harsh and very very raw. But I think that's a, like a masterpiece of its time. That's back. That was pre nine eleven when it was raucous like it was kind of balls to the wall extremism almost and you know it catches a lot of heat for being so over the top with that that uh they they overlook how much of a uh uh, of a picture like a a capsule of that time it was which was really cool but uh back to highway triple Sacks, um yeah i uh, I definitely feel there's some type of energy in this place that kind of circulating and creating other weird things to happen. how it got there, I don't know I think that it could just be the the land it sounds like the Native Americans who usually write about everything else seen it as a place that probably to stay away from to you know be cautious of um they get you know they tried to pass it on and nobody listened nobody listened to them. And uh, it's kind of like cut off your nose to spite your face. Sometimes when it comes to things that Native American people tried to tell, you know, Amer- Americana while they were creating the civil, you know, civilized world around them, so to speak, that uh, you should probably stay away from certain places for a reason. You know what I mean? Like the White House, the unholiest of ground. The land is sour under the White <laughs> House. Yeah. Sure but hell yeah so yeah i think we can both agree that there's something something up with that area but uh what it is i we can't quite put our fingers on it for sure but i go yeah that that skinwalker is up there that always takes the cake with me for the most interesting of stories um i did like the, the the phantom truck driver was cool that was a cool one and i'm a sucker for ghost stories so the little girl in the white dress uh, you know that was a favorite too and i think that one has more of a positive uh, vibe to it, which I won't say that officially because for all I know, it could be the worst murder of all time for that little poor, unfortunate girl. And I'm not going to say it ended positive. So, uh, well, she died. So it didn't end positive. Uh, But, you know, with that being said, you want to say anything else to the folks before we hop on off?
1: Well, I, I agree with you. I think it's more of like an energy highway. And you can have the, uh, people susceptible to energy may have crashed a car, may have broken down. Things may have happened. Uh, people who are empaths or absorb energy, they would also see things. There might be to a certain degree, uh, certain entities that use that energy to manifest. Yeah. Uh, and that includes people who may have died on it, coming back like a little girl or a truck driver. Yeah. Uh, and you throw skinwalkers into that mix. And it's definitely a road unless you uh, have to take it. I would probably avoid it because I also agree with you that, you know, the Native Americans said, don't go there. And the white man turns around and says, ah, superstition, let's build a highway anyways. And now people go out there and weird things happen and people go missing and people die. And now they should have just listened.
0: I'm with you on that. I'm definitely with you on that. It's a uh yeah, I think if we were i think if we were more they were more in cahoots and they they shared more stories and maybe maybe they don't even have to believe it, but share more knowledge of the beliefs of the Native Americans, you know what I mean, just to know about it, you know, in other episodes we've talked before about them doing. You know the government looking into voodoo and, and, sh- and shamans and stuff like that, and to try and figure out how that could help what they're trying to do. So, like they, they they've proven before that they they believe in stuff like that. They'll they'll never be outright with it because I think it. When you say that you, there's a chance there there's a there's a big like question mark when you talk about stuff like that, and they don't like they don't like people know knowing that they, there's a question mark anywhere in their game you know what i mean they all want to be the the, the 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 powerful and know knowing everything leader type deal so i think that's why we don't really hear about them we've been hearing more about the ufo stuff nowadays but i think that's why we don't hear about too many of that of anything else kind of supernatural or unexplainable because uh, they take unexplainable as a weakness you know what i mean they can't just be like hey we don't know, guys, what can you do, but this is how it is. Maybe one of you can work with us and we'll figure it out. They'd rather just go, we don't know what it is. Nah, nah, we can't, we can't let people know. It, it, it makes us look weak, it makes us look weak, it makes us look like we're just like them. If they realize we're just like them, oh my goodness, what, what a horrible thing that would be. So it's a crazy vibe, but I'd be cool one day, I think in the future, maybe not in our time, if there is a time after our time, right? The um, But who's to say it, it, it'd be maybe the time for, you know, that, that everybody to link up like that on the same level, maybe that we pass that. And they say everything's in cycles. Maybe uh, this, this civilization's already came to a point and made the wrong decision not to follow with that stuff. And that could be part of the divide. You know what I mean? Who's to say that, part of this peace on earth and this great life, you know, that everybody wants and, and the world, you know, there's different pieces to the puzzle and everybody, you keep getting chances at trying to do it, but, you know, you certain you don't, you don't really take hold of the situation. And then you're stuck to go into a lot of things that you talk about, right? I think that fits in this, a lot of things that you like to talk about. Well, I
1: think also if, if you're looking at society right now, as far as uh, that road, uh, high energy, Native American legends, something is there. We ignored it. Now, you have a whole world. We have uh, nuclear reactors. We have paved over cemeteries. We have done a lot of different things that have disrupted energy.
0: Yeah.
1: And we re- released all that unbalanced, disrupted energy into the world. Yeah. So that energy is there. And are we at the point where we can reverse it? I don't know, because we keep on doing things that... Uh, Disrupt the natural flow of that energy, whether it's opening portals, increasing energies, so that uh, other dimensional beings or spirits can come through. We're constantly doing that by raising just uh, like five G, all of this stuff. We're just like putting all this energy out there, but it's uncontrolled. Yeah, I think and it- where we are, where we are with it, I'm not sure. I think it is an individual's responsibility to try and raise their level of energy and their vibration to kind of offset that and kind of kind of bring it bring it down to a manageable level or balance it at least so it's not all tipped one way and doesn't overwhelm the world so that we are in the beginning of the last generation We've, we've got to fight that with our own vibration and our own energy to balance it off and wake other people up to that
0: I'm with it. It's a crazy, it's crazy, the whole thing. It's beautiful, but it's a crazy thing. But nobody ever said life was going to be sane. You know what I mean? So with that being said, we hope everybody have uh, great evenings over there. You know what I mean? Uh, Check out any, you like this episode, check out back episodes. Because we got a whole bunch. We're approaching that uh, hundo spot soon. And uh, really soon, like when you hear this, uh, we're fast approaching that hundo spot. And uh, we'll have another little uh, look back for y'all. Uh, that'll be the end of season dose. That will probably be on a little, I don't even know if you guys out there will feel the impact of our little hiatus. We take a little break. You know, you, you, we are we so professional that we archive. You guys will never even know. Maybe I'll cut this out and you'll never even know what a world. But um Yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. We thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you want to look in deeper, we got social medias. Check out the Facebook page at Mostly Ghostly. Check out the uh, Boombastic Media YouTube page. We got some video stuff coming for you guys soon. We got a a few things Mostly Ghostly on there now from the very, very first thing Mostly Ghostly ever released is on there. You go check them out. And, uh yeah, you want to support. We got a Patreon page at Boombastic Streaming. But uh we just like that you listen to this. That's all we ask of you. If you want to do more, that's beautiful. But you're only expected to show up and listen to this once a week. But you are expected to do that. So if you don't and you feel that black cloud over you, we didn't put that there. You might have done it when you made the oath to be a fan of the Mostly Ghostly. All right? Now... Not quite our way or the 666 highway, but we like having you around. Keep on listening, and we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.